Welcome to episode 12 of In The Box. Yes. Today, we will be breaking down our favorite gangster films. And this yes. is kind of a good way to piggyback off of last episodes, uh, where we broke down The Irishman Yeah. Uh, by Martin Scorsese. And this was actually a suggestion for you guys, uh, that you guys had for us. So... We're probably if we have time uh, later on, we'll probably go over some of the the smaller subjects. Um, but right now, we figured since you wanted us to talk about gangster films, well, this is one that's kind of like warrants a whole episode worth. So we're gonna go ahead and get into that. Um, okay, just off the off the top, what are your favorite gangster films? Man, <laughs> I you know you know what man on the way over here, I actually did find myself thinking about um, Black Mass the entire time. Like on oh, on the yeah. on the drive over here with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I forgot who directed that movie. But I'm about to find out. Yeah. Anyway, because you know, you know what actually kind of pulled me in uh, with Black Mass was uh, it, it was it was really cool how the trailer was cut. I guess um, where you, it's just Whitey Bulger, Scott uh, or, Cooper, or Scott Cooper. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He did like Crazy Hard and Hostels and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. Anyway, like the the trailer, as I was saying, um, you know, you, you're watching the trailer, and it's basically just Whitey, Bul- like Johnny Depp is Whitey Bulger, and then you have David Harbour's character, and uh, he's asking him, like, "What did you marinate the steak with?" I mean, it's just out of this world. Like, it's just so fucking good. And uh, David Harbour's like, "No, no, no, it's a family recipe. I can't tell you. I can't tell you." He's like, "Come on, you got to tell me. You got to say something." Dude, yeah. He's like, "All right, all right. It's garlic and a little bit of like, you know, this." He's like, "That's it." yeah that's it and you think like oh it's just a friendly conversation and then you hear Whitey's just like I thought it was a family recipe he's like well it's just a recipe he's like no no you said it was a family like you said it was a family secret right and he just starts like really grilling his ass and it's just like and then as the trailers go on you're seeing all this horrendous shit that Whitey Bulger does in the movie and it's like oh my god man this is it, 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 that like ga- gangster movies like if you if you if i ever watch a gangster movie where like some character act in there actually scares me you know like with like uh russell buffalino or whitey bulger mm-hmm. like that's that's those are like my favorite kind of gangster movies you know or like jack nicholson's character in the departed oh yeah he was yeah. very like and he didn't really like with him in that role he didn't even want to play that role because of how evil it was yeah oh so, really yeah so that, i mean that's what he said in the interview but um that's man kinda, black kinda, mass kind of funny coming from uh jack torrance you know yeah no i know <laughs> no but, that's, that's um, pretty cool man black mass i'm, I'm it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's one of the movies that like i think about and i'm like actually actually uh now that you had actually mentioned it um uh, didn't sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but uh what is it frank costello's character was actually based off of whitey bulger yeah yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no. because whitey bulger was a big gangster guy in boston yeah it was it southie like in, yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. But, like, Black Mass, man, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think everything about that movie was right. Yeah. But, like, for some reason, it wa- it wasn't as good as, like, it should have been. Maybe, yeah. it was, maybe it was the director. Or, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what it was that or actually. Like, the like, writing, because, like, it didn't end well. Like, it didn't have a good ending, I thought. There was there was something, like, I, I enjoyed the movie as a whole, and I actually do find myself, like, it's, like, one of those few gangster movies where it's, like, I can find myself rewatching it, you know? But I, I get what you're saying because it's like there was like 
I don't know. The entire time, I felt like there was something missing. Yeah, it just seemed like, missing. It just seemed like a little bit off. Was, but yeah. like, because Johnny Depp was really good, like really, really good. I really thought that they would have been like nominated for something, you know, like when it came out. Like I was so sure of it. Like I was like, oh my god, Johnny Depp has this one. Like at least he, he secured a nomination. But no, not even that. And so it's mm-hmm. like, damn, that's kind of weird, honestly. Then you know what? That was actually one of the first movies um, that actually made me see Dakota Johnson for like the potential that she had as an actress. You mm-hmm. know. Because I know that she had been like in that Fifty Shades of Grey, and this was before Suspiria, and so I remember like watching her, and I was actually kind of disappointed that she didn't have like a bigger part. But you know, I guess the movie was more about you know Bulger than it was about like their his whole marriage. It was one of the it was one of the the first movies where I was like, I realized wow, Kevin Bacon has been an FBI agent for a real long time. He's <laughs> <laughs> like in every movie he's in, he's like an FBI agent. What what other movies like? In Mystic River, he's a yeah, he's a homicide detective. Yeah, dude, have you seen Mystic River? I have seen dude, Mystic dude, River, dude. That's a that's a dude. That's a great. That's, that's a great kind movie. of a gangster film. It is because doesn't Sean Penn's character have like? I mean, he's well, like, it's like it's later on. It's shown that he is like was part of this mob or something like that, and he was like yeah. a gangster guy. I I I like that movie. I mean, it's not really. I I wouldn't consider it a gangster movie. It's no, more like no, a drama no. between like yeah. three friends, I guess. But I think it could have been. It could. It could. It could. It could have been. been how like depending on how like what direction Clint Eastwood yeah took. But um, yeah. No. Uh, Sean. Uh, what's it called? Kevin Bacon. Man, he always plays like an FBI agent or like <laughs> for, like uh, someone on the police force. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. But what about what what about you? What's your favorite so far? Or what's your favorite gangster movie? I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Black Mass isn't my favorite favorite, but that was the one that I I found myself thinking about the entire time coming over. Yeah, here. no, my all time favorite is Goodfellas. Goodfellas, oh yeah. Goodfellas. I mean, that's like, that's that's the that's the uh, that's, that's, the, that's that's the epitome of yeah, a gangster. Yeah, it's like that movie. epitome. Of, that's like gangster movies nowadays, and like after that, we're trying to are trying to be like Goodfellas. Everything is like an In imitation fact, like, of the Goodfellas. Irishman. You know, before it came out, people were like, "Oh, like they were already comparing it to Goodfellas just because yeah. of the cast." Um, any Ray Liotta film I watch now, it's like kind of hard for me because I always see him as um Henry Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Joe Pesci. I mean, that was Joe Pesci's career defining performance. And I don't know, man. That's like that's you know that's top dog. That's number one. Yeah. That's I, that's the ultimate gangster film. I get that. I get that. I understand. I understand hundred percent. You know. You know what actually. Uh, it's funny because we actually did talk about these movies kind of in length uh, when we did the Irishman podcast, but I guess my favorite um, would have to be uh, Casino. Yeah. Casino is just my just all-time favorite go-to, you know, gangster film. I think that's my second yeah. one. Yeah. It's it's definitely like I definitely switch between those two, between Casino and Goodfellas. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, just Scorsese is just too damn good at what he does, man. He is just... I mean, he he never he never missed a beat at all, you know. Mm-mm. I I will always I will always 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 trust him to direct any. He should have directed the John Gotti movie, dude. I don't know who the fuck thought. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Kevin, Kevin Connolly. Kevin, it? yeah, the guy from fucking Honorage. Yeah, and you know, man, I I know he was going up against a lot uh, when he was directing that movie, and I guess it was you know it, it was a big hill to go over. That was like a but passion project for him. That was. And it and ended up being shit. I get it, but it's like at the same, like I get it, like he was going up against a lot, but at the and I understand that, but at the same time, there was no excuse for why that movie was that fucking bad. Yeah. Like, 
I guess if I could say, like, what was the worst gangster movie you've ever seen? Gotti definitely takes the cake. Because yeah. it's just... Well, because it tried so hard. It did. It did. Like, it, and, like, it just, it tried so hard to be this just, just <laughs> gangster film that, like, called back to, like, you know, Goodfellas and Casino and fucking... And you know had, another really bad gangster what? movie, kind of? Um Oh, it just came out. It's called uh, the Kitchen. It just oh, came out. Yeah, I heard that was based off of a comic book, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I it think was so. Based it, off of, yeah, and it was basically album. about a bunch of wives of New York gangsters in the seventies. Yeah, and I guess their husbands get locked up, and so their the wives start continuing the thing. <laughs> I saw Chris Stuckman's review, dude. Yeah, about it when he was talking about dude, it. that movie's so bad, dude. dude. Have, you, so have you seen bad. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, sorry. It's basically just a bunch of girls, a bunch of women talking about stuff. And they don't do anything. They don't do anything. No? No. That's that's disappointing too cuz it's like It could have been you, great. You have you have Tiffany Haddish, Melissa McCarthy, and Elizabeth Moss. Mhm. And those are good actresses. I mean, like those are really good actresses. Like you can get them to do Elizabeth Moss is kind of the only one in that film who kind of does stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, everyone else, like, you just see, there's a bunch of scenes of them, like, like, you know, in, like, typical gangster films, you see them, like, you know, there's there's the plan. You know, yeah, you the talking, the, the conversing. Yeah, like, the in The organizing. Irishman, he's talking about the, the hit. He's talking about the guns, all the guns you need. Okay, yeah. imagine if The Irishman just contained all that. But it's like, like it's like, like the guys the, never left the restaurant. No, like, they never showed anything. <laughs> yeah. That's really disappointing, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that but I, I remember Chris Steckman was talking about it in the uh talking about it, his review and he was cuz he had seen it with his uh was his wife or girlfriend right and so uh he was in the theater and he was like literally looked over to her and he was like I don't know what's like this movie's about <laughs> like what the fuck is this movie about <laughs> Oh my god There was a scene where he went to the bathroom and he went to the bathroom and as he was coming back that scene was still going and yes yeah yes. <laughs> yeah so Man. i mean there's definitely really really bad gangster films but honestly going back i think it i think it all has something to do with how good goodfellas was yeah do you because it like or, and like the godfather and stuff like that you know do you think that every gangster film like because it's it's been like how long has it been since good it's been like 30 years since goodfellas came out yeah 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 so do you think that we're constantly going to be stuck in like this um I guess this trend of like, you know, everyone trying to like, like what I I guess what I mean to say is, do you feel like every gangster movie is always going to live in the shadow of Goodfellas? Mm, I think it depends on the subject matter. Yeah. So like, for instance, uh, The Departed, right? It's directed by Scorsese. Yeah. Um, It's kind of about gangster related stuff. Yeah. So I think like just the those two elements in themselves uh could have allowed audiences to compare it to Goodfellas. Yeah. Um but it was its own story. It was its own thing set in a different space that we've never seen. Yeah. In Massachusetts dealt with a singular gangster. Mhm. And kind of dealt with things that like we've seen before in films but not really like with the whole like inside cop like the corrupt cop. Yeah. Um that was actually based off of a um The Departed was based off of a 
shit was god damn it was like a I think it was like either Korean or like a Japanese movie. Hmm. Interesting. Because uh, it was it was like a, it was like an adaptation actually. Wow. Which is which is interesting, you know, because it's like that's actually pretty cool. But um, the the I like how Mark Wahlberg got to be Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe go fuck yourself, <laughs> dude. That, I I can't get over like the bagginess of his whole fucking suit. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> everything about him was. Everything, well, did you notice that everything about like this? I don't know if this is like on purpose, but everything about his character was kind of loose. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he ended up being like. So, so I I, don't I, know. I actually didn't get the I um the ending of The Departed still kind of goes over my head because I like to play with different theories. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you how how did you interpret like the ending of the Departed? Well, the whole time they were talking about another there was there was like another guy or like there was there might have been another guy ah and so like the ending was just for me it was just you know that was the other guy that was the other guy yeah and no, that, that Frank Costello wasn't gonna you know he he was smarter than to than have him. just to have just one yeah more. like he wasn't just gonna have just one yeah and that kind of like makes sense because the whole time you're like okay we're just focusing on Matt Damon. But it's like, would a gangster this caliber really just have one? Yeah. In the the whole police force? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, 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 dude. And so like you you're watching it, and you're kind of like half an apartment in his pocket, you know? Yeah, and you're kind of you know, like ah. Uh. <laughs> you're like, you you're expecting there to be another guy, so yeah. At least I was. But um. There there was there was a time though where I was like <laughs> my mom <laughs> my mom she when she was watching it. Uh, she said that she was constantly getting confused between like Matt Damon's character, Mark Wahlberg's character, and Leo DiCaprio's character because they all kind of like mesh together. You know, mm-hmm. like they're all you know they all have the same kind of similar accent, and so she was just like, and there were different storylines that you were following, and there mm-hmm. were different people, and not not to mention it didn't help that uh, what was it Vera Farmiga was basically you know like uh, in a relationship with like two two different guys, yeah, yeah. and so she was like really confused when she was watching that movie. But that was actually the movie that made her uh, absolutely hate Matt Damon. Like, really? Yeah, I didn't she, know that they had she a... hated Matt Damon, dude. And but that's that's the thing about it is that like when you play an asshole character so well, I guess like that only speaks to Matt Damon's ability as an actor. But yeah, dude, she she has not forgiven him ever since. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I would hate Matt Damon too if he just walked around talking about parking the car, Javi Diad, the whole <laughs> fucking shoot like this. Oh my god, I gotta go fucking red. Jimmy, Sox Jimmy's game. had a tough week. Jimmy had a yeah, heart attack. Jimmy had a, and then know. he got himself knifed in the hospital. <laughs> my cousin Jimmy from Fifty Fourth Street, you'll never fucking believe it. Him and Paulie Walnuts both got whacked on the same day. Oh Dude, I'd kill myself. I, I love. Uh, I would literally kill myself. You know, you know, you know, you know who an underrated character in that uh, that movie is was uh, French. Yeah, yeah, French. Because <laughs> it was it was just funny. Like I remember there was um, there was that one time when the uh, Frank uh, killed those two people on the beach. And then he was like, oh, shit, she fell funny. And he starts laughing. <laughs> and French is like, Francis, you should see somebody. <laughs> I love oh Scorsese's God. dark humor. Yeah. That's so funny. Dude, really, really. But um, <laughs> I think another great film uh, that we often kind of like look past because I feel like like now, like now, what what are the gangster films we look at? Like, you know, Goodfellas, Casinos, 
stuff that happened in the 70s, right? Yeah. But in the 70s, they were really looking at stuff that happened in the 30s. So that kind of gangster. And so one of the one of the movies that that I kind of tend to forget about is, you know, Public Enemies. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. About John Dillinger. Yeah. Right? And um what's the other one with uh hold on, let me get it real quick. Cuz it's a really good one too. Uh see gangster squad yeah i'll be honest man i didn't fuck with gangster squad that much i only fucked with it because of sean penn sean penn really i like sean penn. i did like josh brolin in that movie and though. josh brolin was pretty good i I'm, I'm gonna be happy with whatever josh brolin like whatever movie josh brolin is in i think that gangster squad had a lot of potential i just don't think i just think yeah. that um i don't know man uh the writing was kind of yeah, I feel that. You know, I do feel that. It's just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. It, it felt like, uh, it felt like it wanted. To, it, it, it felt like a, it was a movie that didn't really know what it wanted to be because it was one part like a serious drama, mm-hmm. and then also like an action, a, an action movie, and it was also like a campy gangster movie as well. You know, yeah. so because it's like Sean Penn's character to me, I guess, felt like such a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like Mickey Cohen was. I mean, and that's the thing. That's the thing about Mickey Cohen is like. I never really like know how Mickey Cohen actually was as a person because there's been many different interpretations of him, even in um even in video games actually uh, that game L.A. Noir that was produced by Rockstar Games mm-hmm. they had Mickey Cohen in there as a character and he was done completely differently from Sean Penn's character whereas like Mickey mm-hmm. Cohen's character in L.A. Noir was way more contained he was way more he he was just more kind of like a kind of like a prick in a suit really. You know, and so that's really how I saw him. And then, you know, you see Sean Penn's interpretation of Mickey Cohen and it's like, okay, I don't really know what to believe then at this point. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, but no, I, 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 I did like the, um, I did like the look of Gangster Squad. Yeah. Though. The it look of Gangster cool. Squad was very, yeah. Um, I do agree that like, I guess for like the set design kind of looked like, uh, a Michael Jackson music video, <laughs> like a little bit, but yeah. uh, yeah. But I, yeah. I like I like Sean. I like the way I like seeing Sean Penn act like that. I don't know yeah. why. The color palette was really good too. Yeah, and like the color it, it just, it just it looked felt nice. like it, it. It felt like it took place in the forties. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. So forties um, Hollywood, you know that you know L A. The environment of L A. at the time too. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one that we can't look past is uh, American Gangster. With Denzel. Wait, what was the one you said? What was the one you said before? Um, oh, Public Enemies, right? Yeah, Michael which, Mann. Yeah, yeah, Michael Mann and uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I I knew that movie was going to be good. Uh, I knew that movie was going to be really good because Michael Mann. If there's any like, here's, here's the thing, Scorsese does really good with bank robbery, like type, or, or Scorsese does really good with gangster films, right? Michael Mann knows how to do bank robbery films. You know, films about bank robbers. Yeah. You know, he did it with Heat. I mean, and he had De Niro and Pacino in that movie as well. And not to mention the shootouts in that movie were just just so good. So good. And yeah. then, you know, like uh, his use of um, his use of like, you know, shooting the guns in real time. Yeah. And just, you know, not having a soundstage or not dubbing over anything. I mean, everything's just so authentic. And also, I really just love how he can make a movie that's like it's done on a digital camera, but like it still looks like really good you know 
like I, I like how, I like how Michael Mann is able to pull all that together. And yeah. jo- and Johnny Depp is really good in that. Yeah, well. yeah, that movie's great. Christian Bale. <laughs> so uh, yeah, American Gangster, Denzel. With Denzel Washington. Denzel yes. Washington plays Frank Lucas. Yeah. Drug kingpin. <laughs> what uh, what's what city was that in? New York. New York. Yeah. Was it like in the Harlem type area? Or? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Because. Oh man, there was another one. Is 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 that the, also the one that's based? Is that that also the one where um, that Forrest Whitaker is going to be in that show? In I don't know. Is because no, I th- I think it was like his name was like Bumpy Johnson or something, right? But I remember like that show is actually supposed to be about how that guy uh, teams up with Malcolm X basically to like kind of secure his neighborhood. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a TV prequel to American Gangster. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Which centered around the criminal enterprise of Frank Lucas. So this is a prequel. Yeah, Godfather of Harlem. Okay, so this is so this is before Denzel's character. Yeah. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Wow, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually gonna ch- I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that one out because uh, I have never seen. Forrest Whitaker actually like play a gangster before, right? Like at least not that I can remember. Um, <clears throat> sorry, what was it? uh Denzel? What were, what were we talking about though? No, just that movie in general. It's like a kind of a slept on kind of. It it is because it is because it is a gangster film. It's a very underrated movie. You know, you yeah, it's a very underrated movie. Um, <laughs> the most memorable scene all is always going to be when he shoots Idris Elba in the street. Yeah, just randomly. He's like, like "What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to shoot, shoot me? You going to shoot, shoot me, Frank?" Me? And then <laughs> boom, right in front of everyone, dude. In front of everybody. I, I, oh God, he was he was a menace. He was dude, a and menace. then he goes back to the <laughs> diner and eats his breakfast. Yeah, he just finishes eating. Like he just and he puts the napkin in his lap and shit. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is nuts. Oh man, no, I, I you know you know you know it's funny that. I was getting it mixed up. I was getting those this movie mixed up with another movie. And that was that movie uh with Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix that We Own the Night. Have you oh, ever seen yeah. that movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it's not really a gangster movie, but it does deal with like, I guess, organized crime in a way. Yeah. Um I do like though how Joaquin Phoenix's care like I love Joaquin Phoenix's like story arc in that movie where it's like He's a nightclub, like he's like a nightclub owner, right? Mm-hmm. And he's mixed in with all this, you know, all this bullshit. His brother is a cop, and so when his brother gets shot, does I'm sorry, does his brother doesn't die though, right? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I've I seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute since I saw that one, but no, I really liked his his whole story arc where it's like he just goes from being the nightclub owner to like being kind of like a cop who goes after you know the guys who killed his brother. Mm-hmm. And that that was that was actually a really good movie in and of itself. <laughs> Let's go back to the classics, man. Yeah, Donnie Brasco. Oh yeah, Donnie Brasco. Yeah, another Johnny Depp classic. He plays. I, I realize Johnny Depp actually has been in a quite a few gangster movies. Yeah, I think he needs to do more, and especially I, in his old age, or he's get he's getting older. He would he would do well, I think. But it's <laughs> it's kind it's kind of funny, man, because it's like I when it comes to like people who are in gangster movies, I just it always goes over my head. But that's because Johnny Depp is such a chameleon. Yeah, you he know, is. whenever he whenever he does his movies. But no, Donnie Brasco, <laughs> man, dude, what what did you what what's your, what's your favorite scene from that movie? Mm. 
mine for me had to have been when it was actually towards the end when uh lefty didn't want to believe that donnie was the one who was like the informant yeah and so i have a couple that's one of them and so he's like getting called out to go like do something like later on that night and um he leaves all his jewelry he leaves all of his jewelry and he's like uh if donnie calls tell him if it was anybody i'm glad it was him and then he just leaves his jewelry and he walks out of the apartment. Like that's oh god, that's fucking that's a, that's a great scene. And I love Pacino's like hesitance yeah. at first. Like he's like, "Is this happening? Yeah, okay, all right, this yeah, is, okay." Oh man, it's like he already knew, you know. I kind of like when when they, they first kind of like introduce to each other, and uh, Donnie Brasco's like, "This fake is fake jewelry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lefty's like, "What do you mean this is fake?" He's like, "It's fake Fugazi, you know Fugazi, <laughs> fake." He's like, "I know what Fugazi is." He's like, "Look," he's like, "Look at me." you ever ask anyone about lefty from mulberry street he's like i own that street this is my yeah. area yeah and that 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 was just like an introduction to al pacino's character and i was like <laughs> damn boy yeah and then the and then where where donnie like they're all like beating up the, the chinaman in the oh. restaurant and they're all yeah, kind of they're all looking at him like but it's because he has the the wire in his boot yeah, and they go to a Chinese restaurant, and they yeah, want him and to. Yeah, and oh yeah, dude. They, they want start, him to take take off his shoes, but he can't because he has the wire. It's it's amazing, like the lengths he would go to to actually like to not get outed, like like because there was also that other time in the airport. Remember that somebody recognized yeah, him? Yeah, and he punched him in the he face. punched him in the face, and he's like, <laughs> he goes back to Al Pacino. Al Pacino's like, what happened? He's like, he grabbed my dick. He grabbed like, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, such a good film, man. Oh, man. That is such a good. Another another great Pacino, man. We're just gonna go down the line. Carlito's way. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll be honest, bro. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. Don't, don't remember that movie. Oh. Don't remember that. I saw it when I was way younger. I don't remember. Dude, Sean Penn got an Oscar for that. Yeah, yeah. I. He plays like a crooked lawyer. Yeah. Woo. I man. saw. I saw it when I was younger. I was going down this whole list of like gangster movies that I have and have not seen, and I kind of crossed Carlito's way off my list because it was like, okay, I saw it, but it's like, okay, I saw it when I was younger, so I don't really. Dude, like, I never really went back it. to. I never really went back to it to like really Vigo, appreciate it. Vigo Mortensen plays one of the best characters in that whole whole film. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a guy named Lalin. Mm. He's like a Cubanish guy. And I guess he was Vigo Mortensen can do anything. Yeah, and he, he was <laughs> I guess he was Carlito's friend. Yeah. Before, but he got shot or whatever. So he's in a wheelchair. And then so he goes away and they and I guess Carlito's owning the club and everything and then uh what's his face? Uh What's that guy that talked like this? Oh man! He comes out and like <laughs> a bunch of stuff. He like talk like this, like. You got me. He's like, "Oi, papi!" Like, ah oh, man. Oh man. Ah, oh, Luis Guzman. Okay, Luis okay, okay. Gu- yeah, so he's in he it. Right? Sounded familiar. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "What are you gonna do, Carlito?" Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so he's he's with uh, so he he's like, "Hey, man, you know, Carlito Lalin's here." He's like, "Lalin," and then opportunity talk like this, mm-hmm. like he's crazy. <laughs> it's like the closest thing we got to Tony Montana and like. And ever, and he's like, and then so Lalin's like in the wheelchair, and, and dude, Vigo Mortensen is crazy because, because like he puts on this like crazy Cuban accent. He's like, "Hey, Carlito, man!" Like, so, and you could see, and he's in the wheelchair, so you can kind of yeah. tell. And then Carlito is like, kind of looking at him, like, because Carlito, the whole movie, it, he's trying to stay straight. Yeah. But all these factors are pulling him in, but uh-huh. he's staying straight, so he's not doing nothing. Yeah. 
And Lalin is like, the district attorney has a hard on for Carlito because he wants to put him back. Yeah. And Lalin. I do a, remember. I do remember yeah, Vigo's character. Lalin has a, a wiretap in his wheelchair. Oh. And it's on him. Yeah. And so he's like rolling the wheelchair. He's like, so Carlito, uh, you haven't heard anything about any shipments coming in? <laughs> <laughs> he's so obvious. <laughs> And then Carlito comes and he's like, and he and he doesn't say anything, but he goes, Shh. and yeah. then he he grabs at his shirt and he unbuttons it, and he rips the wire out, and then Lalin's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I haven't done nothing, man. He's like, I've gone straight, I've been straight, I haven't done nothing, and that DA has a hard on for me. And you were my best friend. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm in a wheelchair, man. I'm in a wheelchair, like, I man. I can't do nothing. I can't hump. <laughs> he's like, I can't hump. <laughs> they got me, man. They oh got me. And then there's a scene where, where Carlito grabs his hair and yeah. he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah. Oh my god. Dude. He's like I'm sorry, Carlito man. I'm sorry. It's such a great scene. Oh it's like my that's like my favorite scene in the whole film. I don't even care like Dude. And then just the whole movie Al Pacino's like, oh, oh and it's like it's like pre it's like I think it's like after like a before scent of, scent of a woman Al Pacino. Yeah. So he's like really like this. Like he's packing it on him. He's like packing it on. He's like, I haven't done nothing <laughs> since I got out. <laughs> That's a spot on Pacino impression, like, honestly. Though, dude. I've stayed straight, Lalin. I've stayed straight. <laughs> and Lalin, sorry, man. <laughs> so good, dude. Oh, no, and then and oh, and then Luis Guzman. He's like, you want you want to kill this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He oh, gets a gun. He's like, you want to kill? He's like, no, 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 no. You're gonna have to live with your shame. <laughs> it's like damn dude bro and then fucking john leguizimo that john leguizimo said that he went into the film he was kind of a young actor went into the film yeah he's like damn man pacino's gonna be in it Viggo Mortensen, all these all these big people you know i have kind of like a big role uh-huh. and uh and he was like i went in there man and i uh, we were doing a scene and like i started improving a little bit oh no and then, like they yelled cut and then al pacino pulled me aside and he's like cut the shit <laughs> and he's like he never did it again <laughs> but uh that's so funny dude yeah that's that's and then sean pan man that's that's a, that's such a that's such a pacino thing dude that that, ha- that happens though it's like it dude it, it's it's so funny that that also reminds me of a time off topic not really about uh gangster movies but there was a time when it was on the set of meet the parents and yeah. De Niro had basically, it was like there was like this rumor that had been going around that De Niro didn't like Ben Stiller's yeah. movies. So the entire time, Ben Stiller was super tense on set, <laughs> yeah. and so it was like he was unsure like whether or not like De Niro actually liked him in the movie, like <laughs> like in the movie. And so it's it's just made for that tension though. But I remember like because just just imagine like okay you're you're working with this movie where like De Niro is going to be your father-in-law you're trying to impress your father-in-law but imagine being an actor 
and not knowing if your co-star actually likes any of your shit that you've been in. I think that's I think that's kind of why it's so good. Yeah. Because, like, it created that tension. That between, tension was real, dude. <laughs> just like, I mean, it's just like in Heat. Like, when, like, they, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro could have met up before. They didn't. But they didn't. They they chose for that to be their first meeting. They didn't meet up as their characters at all at and any that, point. And that, I mean, that it, it honestly really does create tension and it creates yeah. a, a weird kind of relationship. Yeah. You know, and so that that's crazy, man, but Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Gangster Dude, films. Speaking man. of speaking of Vigo Mortensen though, have you seen Eastern Promises? Mm, wait, maybe. Let me see. I va- I vaguely remember that movie. The only thing I remember about that movie though was uh that fight scene in the Turkish bathhouse. Well, let me see. Nah, I never seen this. Nah, okay. Well there's a fight scene in in this like this bathhouse, right? And Mortensen is literally in a towel, and he's fighting these dudes off. These dudes are trying to kill him. He's Wait, this is when he puts on that heavy New York accent, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. But there was this, that scene when he's in the in the bathhouse, and these two guys they come in and they're gonna kill him. They got like these like knives in their hands, right? And so Mortensen fights off both of them. This dude's butt ass naked. And he's just like fighting these two guys <laughs> off, and he ends up killing both of them. But it's 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 so it's such a tense scene because like it's such a tense scene, literally because Viggo Mortensen is naked, and he has no protection. There's nothing guarding him, so it's like if he gets fucked up, he gets fucked up. But he ends up killing those two guys in the in the bathhouse, and it's like oh, it's such a good movie though, dude. It's such a good movie. Like I remember, like I remember, like if I remember anything about that movie, I just remember that I liked it. You know, yeah, it's wanna... like it's like a hangover. I don't remember shit about that movie, but I know I had a good time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. I wanna, yeah, I wanna, I actually wanna watch that. Yeah, it looks really good, and I love Viggo Mortensen. That guy, in in a similar way to Johnny Depp, is a chameleon. So yeah, there is one gangster movie though that I feel is very important that we are definitely overlooking. And that would have to be Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather. I mean, the th- thing thing about the Godfather though is is that I watch it. My dad literally has it like playing every Christmas and every Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know. That's like his go to like Thanksgiving movie and Thanksgiving Christmas movie. Which I mean, I guess given the given the setting, like yeah, there are some scenes. Mine's Die like, Hard. Yeah, yours is Die Hard. Really? <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. I don't care. What people that say. is a Christmas movie. I don't care. What people say. I don't know if it was like a Christmas like. Would you consider Godfather like sometimes like like at some point a Christmas movie? I mean, it it does take place like around Christmas time. Like there is a crisp like couple of Christmas scenes. I don't know if you would consider it. I a don't Christmas. know. My dad considers it a Christmas movie though. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he actually was the one that I think suggested this subject. Like he was one of the people that suggested this. Oh wow! Yeah, shout out! Shout out! What up, Dad? <laughs> Has he seen uh, the Irishman? Yeah, he saw it. Okay, we good. saw it. We saw it a couple of uh, good, we saw good, it good, a couple good, weeks good. ago, but yeah, he really liked it too. He wants to watch it. He want, I remember he said after we saw the movie though, after it was done, uh, he was like, "I want to watch it again." I'm like, "Bro, I'm tired." <laughs> <laughs> it's like three and a half, three and a half hours. Yeah. I'm like, we got to plan for this one again, dude, because it's like that's that's just not a movie you could watch in stride, you know? Like that's mm-hmm. not a movie you could just well, with Netflix watch. But. Like we talked about last time, they're gonna put it in episodes. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think. I think I like IGN or one of the other publications like that that deal with movies or games. Yeah. I think they cut it to where you can. Like they give you timestamps to where you can stop watching and then pick up again, and it be like four episodes. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think they did. Actually. I think some someone did that. 
But yeah, I mean, The Godfather is just one of those ones where you just pay your respects. Like for me, like The Godfather just lays the groundwork for every yeah, gangster like, movie. Because uh, I think that movie being the period of time that it's set in and the period of time it came out. Yeah. I think that movie eventually not a lot of people are going to watch it anymore. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, but the old, as as, the, sad, as sad as that seems, like yeah, you, you seem it's gonna be seems like it's right. It's gonna be what's it called? Uh, like I don't think it's timeless. You don't you don't think Godfather's timeless? I don't think it's timeless. Really? I, th- I think it's only timeless as like right now because of the generation above us that are still showing it to us. But like, if I don't feel the need to show my kid the Godfather, he's probably not gonna watch the Godfather. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, I I see what you're saying because it's like, I I, I see what you're saying. Not that it's like, because th- that's that's not like that's not like you know, disparaging Coppola's like you know, work in any way. I think what you're I think what you're trying to tell me is like there's just gonna be people who are you know because that generation doesn't well, incentivize well, that to be like essential viewing. Yeah, and people can barely nowadays can has people barely have the attention span for the Irishman. Yeah. I so get, it's like I get going that. forward in the future. I mean, they're going to want to sit down and watch the Godfather. There are going to be some people though, who do. There, yeah. There, there's always going to be that, that subculture of, of uh, people who do enjoy films and they are, that, that is going to keep, you know, the Godfather mm-hmm. alive for and many, it, many years. And it kind of sucks. Yeah. It's still going to be alive, but it's going to be like, I think eventually, eventually like the, the genre will die out, which is, which is kind of sad. Like the Western in a way? Yeah, like that specific like 70s film. Yeah. Look, because if you think about it, with the stuff that A24 is doing, mm-hmm. we're kind of like replicating that era in film where a lot of it is story-driven. You get these talented directors that are coming in. Yeah. Um, a lot of the films nowadays like with A24 and smaller studios are giving me like Sydney Dune vibes. Annapurna films. Yeah, they're giving me like Sydney Lumet vibes. Yeah, you know, or um, what's the guy that directed Scarface? Uh, the 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 original one or the no 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 the, no, no, the, the Al Pacino. Oh, it was Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, yeah, the, yeah. those films. Yeah, like I'm getting vibes like from nowadays, and so <clears throat> it's almost like that period of time. At least for, like, for, I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about way later, like like my yeah. like my kids like when they're like 20 so yeah. like around 2050 mm-hmm. like i feel like the films of today that a24 and like annapurina films are, are producing and making are going to be the way we look at like the godfather or scarface or goodfellas yeah i get i get that i get that so i feel like it's gonna be harder for our kids to really connect with those films the way we connect with those films yeah I, I i understand that because it's like i guess when you look back at like the uh i guess when you really really like look back at um you know some of the movies that were made like in the 30s and the <clears throat> 50s i mean citizen kane is considered to be one of the greatest movies ever made but how many people have actually seen it exactly and i only you know, watched gone, gone with the wind is uh, a, a landmark achievement in filmmaking but exactly. it's like not a lot of people have seen it like ask anybody our age you know exactly yeah i get what you're saying so with that's that. kind of like so what i'm saying like with that that's like that's what's gonna happen with godfather eventually eventually like yeah. not, not not like you know how many people have seen the original scarface how many people have seen on the waterfront 
many people have seen um any James Dean film? Like, you know, if you don't love James Dean and appreciate cinema, you're probably not going to watch those films. And I feel like it's going to be the same way for The Godfather. Like, if you don't love cinema and the history of cinema, there's no need for you to watch The Godfather. Yeah. Unless you're like a fan of the of the like my kids do. My kids are going to be watching that shit. Yeah. Me watching that shit. My my like, my hope is that you, you know you know what actually uh, helps keep the movies like that alive though mm-hmm. is when those movies are referenced in other media. When that movie is referenced in other films, like like take for instance The Sopranos, right? How many times does Christopher Maltesanti, when he's making that fucking shit ass movie Cleaver, how many times does he mention Godfather? And how, because it's because, oh, he wants it to be like Godfather. And why would you want it to be like Godfather? Well, because Godfather is one of the greatest gangster films. See, but if you think about it, even then it was kind of not dying out, but there were not a lot of people seeing it. But it was one of those movies that you pay your respects to. Yes. And The Sopranos came out and it introduced it to a whole younger audience. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I see what you're saying. So it's like, though, I think I think when we constantly reference it or when we constantly talk about, as long as we're talking about Godfather, I think people are going to see Godfather, you know? Yeah. Or as, lo- as long as people have an interest in gangster films, then they're going to want to see, ga- like, like, The Godfather, you know? We can't not, we just can't ignore it. Yeah, we it's, can't just let it die out. It's going to be a very, very, very long time before The Godfather joins, um, you know, the same kind of movie club as you know, Gone with the Wind and Citizen Kane and you know, yeah. m- movies like that. Really, no, I, I get, I get that, I get that, hundred percent though. <laughs> so, um, so let's let's talk about. So just real quick, in recap, what's your favorite gangster film? Um. Casino. Okay. Casino. Mine's going mine's gonna to have to be Goodfellas. Goodfellas? All right. Worst gangster movie you've seen? Either Gotti or The Kitchen. Gotti, definitely. Gotti definitely takes it from me. Or any of the offbeat ones that Pacino or De Niro did just to make a quick buck. Aye, aye, aye. Let's not talk about those. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this to De Niro. Um, the family has to be one of the worst fucking gangster movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty bad. The family is just. It I had a know. good. It had. It was a good premise, but it was like a premise of like a comic book, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. it only works if the characters are comic book characters. No, really. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but I like De Niro with the long hair and all that. Yeah, that's they, a good. That's a good look for him. He, yeah, he does. He, I think he does good. Like yeah. in any anything he's in. He, he, um, he can pull off. He can pull off different kind of looks. Yeah. So, so what's, we. What's what's an underrated gangster film that you feel like people should see? Oh, Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say Jackie Brown. Oh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's that's definitely because if if y'all are Tarantino fans, and you find yourself overlooking Jackie Brown, um, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, stop stop overlooking Jackie Brown because it's just as good of a movie that joint that deserves to be in the same, you know, conversations as Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. So what do you think the is an overrated gangster film? Overrated gangster film. Man. I'm not saying this because it's a bad movie. I'm not even saying this because I have a problem with the movie. Um, I will say Scarface. Hmm. 
just because just just because I feel like there's this um there's there's this culture of people who basically make that movie out to be more than what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that anytime I watch a movie, I always try to watch a movie based on like how I view it as a film. Scarface is a very good movie. Um, it does a lot of things right. And I think in terms of like aesthetics, like it's also very timeless. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I don't find myself as willing to go back to it as I do with other movies like Goodfellas. Yeah. You know, or Casino or The Departed. You know, movies like that. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, um, I just don't find myself like being like as, uh, as enthralled with, with, you know, Scarface as I do with all the others. So, yeah, I would, I would say in terms of like overrated Scarface, probably. Hmm. What about you? I don't want to say it. Say it. <laughs> the Godfather. All right, that's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, no, no. I'm not saying I, it's a bad thing that it's overrated. I'm just saying that I think like because okay, you got to think the Godfather was the epitome of gangster films at the time. For, Came out in the 70s. Yes. We didn't get Goodfellas until yes. the 90s. So The Godfather was like the Godfather. It was the father of gangster films. Yeah, it was like the crowning achievement for gangster but a lot of for 20 years. Yes, So, but a lot of it stemmed from the Cosa Nostra and Sicilian Mafia. Okay. A lot of it. Okay. I think that I'm more enthralled and intrigued with the mafia within the States. And, that makes sense. And in New York. That makes sense. And crime families. Yeah. The ga- real life, you know, Gambino, Lucchesi crime family, yeah. shit like that. Um, I felt like The Godfather uh, was a lot of fiction. Yeah. Okay. And for me, when I watch a gangster film, I almost want it to be real. Mm-hmm. Because real life gangsters like of of the 80s and 90s. In seventies, like the crime families in New York, yeah, uh, their lives are so crazy that there needs to be movies about them, yeah, and they need to be based on a true story because though that shit is so crazy, just the way people were killed, mm-hmm. the way things happen, stuff like that. So that's why Goodfellas is my favorite gangster film because it not only introduces the audience from the point of view of Henry Hill to the gangster lifestyle, yeah, but it also introduces all these crazy shit. All this crazy shit that like happened at that time. Yeah. And so like I'd rather watch a movie like that that's more nonfiction than fiction than yeah. watch like Godfather that kinda to me seems like a fantasy. Yeah. Because like if you think about it this way. Okay. If you think about it this way, if a movie like The Godfather had came out today, it would be cheesy. Yeah. Well, because of the subject matter. Like, but, like 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 if Godfather was like made by Brian De Palma and released and No, if it was the, made by the oh, same oh, the same so, yeah, just, but came out today. Oh, okay, okay. I think that a lot of it would be like, eh, I'm like what? And like we had already had Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so like it, it would be like, nah, this is like f- f- like it seems kind of fairy tale ish. Yeah. Compared yeah. to 
the real life, you know, hard hitting gangster films like Goodfellas and Casino and even the Irishman and so, Donnie so, Brasco. So you're saying that you find the the reality behind, you know, gangster yes. lifestyle to be more intriguing than the fiction yes, that because, stems from it. Yes, because the f- Okay. The reality of gangster lifestyle and the mob and the Cosa Nostra is already crazy. Yeah. It's already insane. Okay. So I think like adding an extra level of like fairy tale Mm -hmm. likeness to it. Yeah. Um, is I don't know. It just doesn't connect well with me. Yeah. But I watched that movie because it's a masterclass in direction. It's a masterclass in writing. It's a masterclass in acting. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, very, very good movie. Yeah. But the reason why it's not my favorite is because it seems kind of fairy tale like to me. Okay. Okay. No, no, I, I, I see I see I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So okay. That's my thing. That's All my right. only thing. But you know yeah. Goodfe- I mean Goodfellas is there's a reason why it's you know it now it's the number one uh gangster film. That's the go to like, movie to talk about. Yeah, yeah, because it's so real. That's really how that's really how it is. Yep. Like that real life. That's that's how it happened. That and, how, that's how it happens. And Marty is the master when it comes yeah. to telling and that story. And it I mean, shows you everything, man. It shows you how, how you, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. it from childhood like, to from literally childhood like to literally like yeah. And it's and so it's so good, man. It because it it really is taking the audience into that lifestyle. Yeah. Because Henry Hill wasn't in that lifestyle, and it shows you how how he got in. It shows yeah. And so as an audience member, you're buying into it just yeah. at the same time as Henry Hill is. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I'm just so. And it's crazy because like uh, the line that Henry Hill says at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "As long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a gangster." Mm-hmm. And it just starts, and it's like, man, like that's crazy, man. Yeah. Because before this movie, everyone kind of already wants to be a gangster because you got like the Godfather and shit like coming out. Yeah. So everyone has that gangster mentality already, and then now this is like real life gangster. Yeah. And so now after that, everyone was like, "Oh, okay, like this is." Mm-hmm. This is what I w- want to be when I say I want to be a gangster. Yeah. Scorsese does a really good job at, like, romanticizing the lifestyle without, like, being irresponsible about it either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he very responsibly, like, romanticizes uh, a gangster lifestyle. And that's what I really love about Goodfellas, mm-hmm. you know? I will say this, uh, however, I think that one of the most, for, for me, like, okay, so, for me, uh, the underrated gangster film, what, what, was it, what was it that I said it was? Um, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so Jackie Brown is one of them, right? But I feel like one of the most underrated gangster stories that I've heard. Like it's it's not really a movie. Mm-hmm. It's actually a video game, dude. Hmm. Um, you know you you know the Mafia series, the like, yeah, yeah Mafia one two three. Yeah, I never played that. them, but yeah, yeah. So it's really like that that Mafia three actually has to be like one of the more uh intriguing like stories that I've heard when it comes to like talking about like, you know, gangster stories. Right. So, wow. cause that, that story actually, uh, it's written suit. It's written super, super well. Uh, it tells the story of this guy, Lincoln Clay, uh, you know, he's African-American, you know, uh, Vietnam veteran, you know, he's, uh, he's involved in like this gang lifestyle in Louisiana and his family, you know, like his family is like this gang, like, like it's like organized crime, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just within Louisiana. And so, basically, the the mob, you know, wants to move in, and they want to start, you know, basically, like, so they want to start building alliances, right? And as that's happening, um, basically, the uh, the 
as it turns out, the mob actually has just been using that crime family, uh, you know, Lincoln's cl- uh, crime family as like uh, just collateral damage, right? Hmm. And so they become collateral at the end of it. And so Lincoln is uh, shot in the head and uh, left for dead. And then he comes back because, you know, a bullet just grazes his head. And so then he goes basically like on this whole revenge story um, where he's actually going after the mob, after the mafia instead of uh, which is cool because it's like the entire time you, when you play a game like mafia, you think, oh, you're going to be within it. But instead, you're actually going after it, you know. And so like that's like, that was actually like a really cool, like a uh, <clears throat> different kind of thing. But like I love the way that the story is actually handled because it's handled with such realism. It's handled with a lot of weight. And it's done very responsibly and it's done very like like the the voice acting for that whole that whole game was just very, very good. That reminds me of um The Punisher. It's kinda the, of, fir- it's, the first one with the fucking John Travolta. <clears throat> it's kind it's kinda of, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I think that if you were to take the Punisher and basically instead make the main character African American Vietnam veteran and put it him in the backdrop of nineteen sixties Louisiana. Got it then you kind of have that, but it's just a lot, a lot more fun. Hmm. So you, you, I, sh- you should actually check out like the, uh, the playthrough or like go I've through like the synopsis of the story. To play that series actually. You have PS4? Yeah. Bro, I'll lend it to you. Oh, for real? Yeah, I have it. I'll, I'll lend it to you, bro. It's the first one or you have all of them? Um, I Wait. have the, I just have the third one. Oh, the third one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's you should check it. It's it's very good as like a standalone game. But you should check it out. Oh, lit. yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to check those out just because I'm getting tired of like Fortnite. And so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, all right. Anyways, guys, that is it. That is all the time we have. Was there thank anything else so that you much. wanted to add? No, I just want to say thank you so much for your suggestions. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go ahead and be going over more of these as we continue uh, yeah, these please. podcasts. So please keep dropping suggestions. Yeah, please keep it going because um, some of these suggestions just warrant whole episodes. Like yeah. I know, I know this one was gangster films, like our favorite gangster films. Uh, the one of the other ones would uh, favorite opening scenes in films. Favorite uh, uh, war movies. Favorite war movies. I think yes. We had a lot to talk about on that subject. Yeah, you know, and so. so yeah, so, so so we're definitely gonna be uh we're we're definitely gonna go through all of these uh, with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Uh, so once again, just want to just uh, say thank you guys for your participation. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for listening. Um, once again, and just uh, we appreciate all of you guys. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. And oh wait, real quick, just like uh, also thank you to everyone who's listening to my new song. Yes, man, you get so. already like. I'm already Let's at a see. thousand. You're already you're already at a thousand, man. A thousand streams on Spotify. Guys, go so, ahead and listen to "Sorry in you. Advance" from Joey Botheo. Yeah, it thank is, you. Thank it is you a, thank it's you, a great song. You. It's a great song. It is. Yeah, that that is crazy. But just anyway, thank you all for your support. This has been episode twelve of In the Box, and we wish you guys a good day. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>